a, a simple level. We have little documentary evidence of what the physical environment was like. We have, uh, you know, photographs of the outside of the wards. Um, we don't really have many photographs of inside. Uh, and I think photographs wouldn't do justice to the actual living conditions that were there. There is you know, nothing to say what it's like to be uh, sleeping in an environment where there were 30 beds side by side, only 18 inches apart. We have nothing to uh, document what it's like to be 16 naked men or women crammed into a bathroom in a production line for a bathing afternoon. Uh, we have nothing that documents what it's like to be in bed sort of 23 and a half hours a day uh, for years and years and years on end. So just uh, uh, not the minutia of everyday life, but the everyday existence. I think certainly latterly the public perception of Lennox Castle was very negative. There were many incidents that are reported in the press of individuals being neglected, I think, rather than abused would be the right term. Bad conditions, overcrowding, controversy, accidental deaths... Um, the national newspapers reported fairly frequently in an instance like this. So when that's all that the general public hear about a place like that, the, the perception that tends to be quite negative. And while I endorsed many of the negative perspectives... I also knew there were positive sides that I wanted to illustrate and bring out as well. I think the outside public sees a great deal of, sort of poignancy uh, through the oral, the oral history side. But I think on the other side of things in, as well, they might get a, a clearer understanding of what it was like to, to work there as well. You know, And I've always been very conscious um, to reflect not just a multitude of individuals who, be the patients, be the doctors, be the nurses, be the you know, workers there in, in any capacity, uh, to give a, as full a picture as possible uh, of what it was like to uh, experience Lennox Castle. I suppose the areas that I, I didn't touch on with people direct issues of abuse I didn't directly seek them out or ask people did you see a lot of physical verbal abuse can you describe that you know how often did it go on um, because first of all I didn't really want to dwell on that I think it's insinuated at, at some points uh, you know I, I think people mention it um, but I wanted to sort of challenge the stereotypes of the institution rather than confirm them. And undoubtedly, there are many people, you know, probably the majority of people, who can't tell of their experiences there. We can only get it sort of second, third hand. Um, I've attempted to um, interview people who had a, a relative 
they're a close relative, so they can describe from their perspective. But you know, undoubtedly, that is a large hole. I think uh, anybody that's worked in oral history gets to know if somebody's genuine, if they're genuinely trying to express uh, their experience. And after all, that's what we're looking for, an individual's experience rather than a, an account of things that might be right or might be wrong or might be accurate or inaccurate. inaccurate. We're, we're having people talk about their own lives and their own experiences. And while some people might exaggerate their own experiences, in my experience, I don't think I've interviewed anybody who I felt was actually lying. Sitting down and asking people questions about their life, um, about themselves, who might not otherwise have had the time taken to you know, probe them and appreciate them and, and listen to them, is a, an alluring thing. And people often drop their guards and say things that they don't wish to be in public record. Uh, and I think there's, there's a lot of things that I wouldn't make available to the public and a lot of areas I deliberately stayed away from from certain individuals because I wouldn't want them to commit that type of thing to the public record. Uh, do I edit the, the primary source material? Uh, do I protect people from themselves? I, mean, I don't want to overemphasize this because it's a, a, a small facet and it's not in every interview, but it's there. Another aspect of the ethical issues is probably consent of vulnerable people. And obviously people with learning disabilities are vulnerable individuals. Uh, and I've attempted to uh, make people's consent as informed as possible. And I've, in several instances, recorded the discussion about consent so that that forms part of the oral history. The consent is there for all to see the, the process of it. Um, not just the people with learning disabilities, but you know, all individuals uh, are vulnerable in certain ways. Uh, and, you know, there's an attempt to uh, make everybody aware of uh, what the material is going to be used for. I'm very, very glad that I got involved before the hospital closed. Many oral history projects are done from the perspective of, oh, we want to reclaim some of the past that's already gone. Uh, let's talk to people who are old and that can remember this type of thing because it's disappeared already and we want to record them before they disappear. I was involved in an oral history project that was documenting something that was disappearing while it happened and asking people to reflect back, yes, to their past and their past involvement, but to the present changing circumstances. Most people responded extremely positively in that uh, they were delighted to talk about their involvement because most people certainly that, that worked there had a sense of pride about the place. Big, important part of their social working life and a kind of de de desire to set the record straight and, and leave a, a legacy. 
Um, they might have worked there for a long, long time and did their, their very best. And yeah, I wanted to portray that, that there were good people. And I think that comes across in uh, the, the oral history, that even though, though they worked there through times when the institution didn't do a very good job of looking after people with learning disabilities. That bad job was imposed upon them from the circumstances and not often from the individuals not been well intentioned. I can't think there was any unexpected emotions. Not, I would possibly have expected it with some former residents who were looking back on their times there and had uh, quite negative feelings about it. Many of them expressed that, but nobody seemed to become distressed at all. That, that ethical issues are about my own power in a, a situation. Um, although I tried, I'm trying to uh, illustrate across a wide range of individuals what the, the place was like. Obviously who I choose is up to me and by making these choices I'm dictating what the eventual picture is like uh, by editing uh, any produced material you put certain slants across um, you are trying to establish what you feel should be established and I, I think that's um, a powerful position to be in and I would like to think that I didn't try to abuse that power. From the Open University. For more information go to www.open.ac.uk forward slash use.